Tats channel, Chronic <laughs> What Iconic. Like, hello, nice to be here. Yes. So, Adam, can you please tell everybody a bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Adam, and um, I'm 27, and I teach music to special needs adults, and I also work for a media company, where I write music for advertisements and uh, short films and that sort of thing. Very fun. Yeah. Always different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very sort of exciting work because it's very rewarding with the people that you work with from day to day. Oh yes, it is absolutely. It's, yeah. it's big. Um, yeah, it's very rewarding. Everything you do uh, makes your day really. Perfect. Well, I just want to sort of go into your health problems because you are yeah. allergic to peanuts, which is a massive thing worldwide. There's so many people affected by allergies and especially nut allergies as well. Oh yeah. And then asthma, again. Yep. Yeah. Global issue a lot of people affected with it whether it's sports induced or you know regular yeah. asthma because i know i used to have sports induced asthma and it was the worst because the chlorine mm. in the pools but i'm okay now because i don't swim but yeah. i can imagine yeah. day to day it's a nightmare <laughs> well i used to do swimming years ago and i believe that's one of the things that caused me asthma because they never used to really? measure the chlorine as much yeah. they used to just chuck it in and um, of course i was brought up having cats in the house all the time and I believe that didn't help in certain ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mainly caused by exercise, um, certain chemical smells, like with um, certain brands of um, like air spray, the Gosh. room freshness, sorry. Yeah. And um, also, just going from a hot room to a cold room can sort of set it off. Yeah. Which is really annoying at winter time because you're coming from the cold and you go to a nice hot yes. house and suddenly you're, you're gasping. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is a bit of a shame. Well, yeah. I, can, I can imagine the warmer climates in the summer here, or yeah. when you go abroad, the dry heat helps. Yes, it does, that's right. Yeah. I, went, I went to Spain uh, years ago in Barcelona, it was like 38 degrees, I think that was very really hot. And it, I didn't have any asthma issues at all. Yeah. Because it was just dry, there's no moisture in the air. Because the problem with being in this part of Lancashire, it's, there's a lot of moss lands, <laughs> and you get yes. all the mist coming up all the time. It's, there's a lot of damp air, yes. and that gets on your chest, and that can that can really set you off. Yeah. So, it's really, it's really, really annoying. Um, I do take my inhalers um, twice a day. I take, I take one yeah. in the morning, one at night. And I've got like another one I take when I need it, sort of thing. It's like a steroid inhaler. Um, I've only been hospitalised about five times in my life so far with asthma. And that's basically an oxygen mask. Yes. And, the, and that's a scary situation to find yourself in. Yeah, because um, especially whilst you're waiting for ambulance to come, you're sort of like gasping and you don't need, and your inhaler it always runs out at the time yeah. you need it most. Um, but then I was on like a steroid drip for a few hours <laughs> just oh, to no. get me, it opens up your chest, I don't know how it does it, but yeah. it opens up your chest. Um, so that's, that's quite good. But yeah. it's it's just frightening to be in that situation. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no one yeah. wants to be to the point where they feel like there's no air left yeah. in the lungs. And... Yeah, and you get weak because you, you're forcing yeah. your lungs open to breathe. Yeah. And you get tired, when you get tired you haven't got the energy to keep your lungs open. Yeah. So you feel yourself losing breath. You go, yeah. bit, you go blue sometimes if you're not careful. Yeah, and I think you feel sick as well and you're like, I've not yeah. even got the energy to be sick That's if I was to be sick. That's it, yeah. 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 And it would have probably get old, obviously older age, when I start getting weaker with my body, how, yes. how will that affect that? So I've got to really be on top of it at this yeah. part of my life and make sure. I was sure. going to say you're going to have to look like live abroad. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Warmer weather. Good works. excuse, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like you say, so many people struggle with it, and yeah. whether it's sports induced, where you know it's a bit easier to manage when mm. it is sports induced, 
but I know you find it difficult doing any kind of sport that's right. nowadays. I, mean, um, I do taekwondo at the moment yes. and that's just about within my limits of having a full asthma attack when I do exercise. Yeah. Um, the warm-ups are quite tough for me, especially the star jumps, they really set me off. Sometimes I'd stop and just do a little jog on the spot Yeah. <laughs> because I actually went to the point where like, I can't actually breathe. <laughs> But um, because Taekwondo is many made up of like um, moves and patterns, and um, you don't have to actually move as around as much as, as you think. You're sort of holding certain positions. Yeah. So then when you do sparring, it gets proper bad. But I'm working on that, and I'm getting slightly yeah. better with that, um, with endurance of breathing sort of thing. Um, but I was actually at school. I was actually one of the fastest runners there. Um, in, really? Yeah. But unfortunately, I couldn't do that because I was just oh, I couldn't make yeah. it to the end. Yeah, I said stop halfway through running. I couldn't go any further. And that so. in itself is, is hard because yeah. especially when you've got a hobby and mm. or you enjoy it and you know you've got a talent for it yeah. and it's like taken away and there's no explanation yeah. really for you know, what it. is out of your control. Yeah. And that's hard. And like you say, you know, you feel like you've found sort of a form of exercise you can do. Yeah. I mean yeah. it still pushes you. It does, yeah. Because it's me it's not like one type of exercise. You, you do all sorts of yeah. type of you do all sorts of different things. So you're not necessarily like running all the time, you're not aspiring all the time, yeah. you can just literally just do other things that are not as, yeah. not as demanding on your body sort of thing. But it's, it's difficult <clears> in this day and age because, you know, we live in a society that's all about well-being and health, so we want yeah. to be at the, the best we can yeah, be. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah, and it's very difficult, like you say, because you want to be able to keep that level of well-being and health, but yeah. it's very difficult when you've got yeah, sort of like an that. illness that's... Yeah. that's holding you back so yeah. you're doing a very good job oh, thank and you. <laughs> I know you've grown in confidence with it haven't you yeah, yeah I have yeah. yeah I mean um they, they say if you literally control your asthma if you inhale it and yeah. take the right amount of dosages and you you know you sort of exercise that way you actually get stronger and it actually can go away in certain years I've heard people my, my master in Taekwondo actually had a really bad asthma when he was younger and now he said he's, he's on top of it and it's not there anymore virtually he's literally sparring all the time yeah so it's possible to well to I have that. heard it's sort of a seven year cycle type yeah. thing sometimes right. with yeah. quite a lot of other illnesses as yeah. well so yeah. I don't know whether yeah I've had it since I was about four so oh. I don't think it's yeah, I think it's <laughs> my life now well you never know there might be a miracle <clears throat> well you know I think, I think about moving abroad is probably the, yeah. probably the thing for that <laughs> So, Find the sun. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. sun helps everything. <laughs> so yeah, but um, also in summer, that's when the hay fever starts coming. Oh out. yeah, you, yeah. So winter got hot and cold with the rooms, and yes. summer got the hay fever. So it can't really win at all. <laughs> but then abroad, does your hay fever? Is your hay fever Um, it depends. If it's like there's cut grass, that sets me off. Yeah. Like, cut grass well, sets me off, but yeah. But it's, I was it, gonna it, say because yeah. you know with the warmer yeah. weather. You've got plants blooming. Yeah, that's and... all the pollen. Yeah. Yeah, I put Vicks up my nose sometimes just to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop going in. Oh, but um, yeah, I'm literally just like, like yeah. Um, you sort, you know, like you said before, you adapt and you begin to live with it, and you yeah. just accept it as your norm. You just avoid certain places if you know them. Yeah. I mean, like I used to do the car boots a lot, um, and I sort of stopped going for a while because they used to cut the grass every time before, and you couldn't, yeah. couldn't walk around without getting out of breath, just oh, walking yeah. over the grass. So that was quite bad. Because how did you cope with like school in exam period? Because yeah. I knew a lot of my friends would start with hay fever and it was always the yeah. exam season. Yeah. And they used to hate it because they couldn't even see what they were writing yeah. because it's their eyes were yeah. just watering. Well, as soon as the lawnmowers came out and the big field, I used to just yeah. go and hide in the um, either the library or just go in the concrete areas and hang up the yeah. fence there. Because a lot of my friends used to just 
sit around anyway. I didn't actually used to go out to play right. football and that. Sort yeah. Of thing. So I used to just hang around with them, with them. Which is handy. In, indoors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, if I was to be playing football on the grass field, it'd be Set not good. It's like I used to hate sports days for that reason. It was oh. like trying to. I think we all have <coughs> bad memories yeah. of sports days. Oh yeah. <laughs> So sure enough, so I did enjoy doing the sports, just yeah. I didn't enjoy the, the effects of what happened for the asthma. Yeah. Because so, it's both exercise induced at that point and also the the hay fever, yeah. both sort of things happening at the same time. So it was a bit of a And it's, like, like you say, it's difficult to manage one, let alone yeah. two different things. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So but like you fun. say, you've found something now that you know you enjoy, which yeah. is a big thing. That's it, and it's very rewarding. And, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. keeping you sort of active yeah oh yeah we're yeah. all about the active life absolutely yeah style keeping now. active is the main thing yeah so, so. that's great yeah um we, we were saying about the peanut allergies before yeah <clears throat> now that only kind of developed when i was about 12. um but it was i was staying at a friend's house and in the morning we had breakfast and he had um what i thought was kellogg's cornflakes in a see-through box it wasn't labeled and it actually was crunching up so I had it, and I, my mouth felt really weird. It really started swelling yeah. up. My throat really dry. My eyes started to swell. I was like, "Oh, what's happening here?" Went to the doctors, and they found out I actually have an allergy to peanuts. So I was given an EpiPen, and that was it. I just avoided them ever since. I never really liked the taste of them, to be fair, to start with. Well, that that's um, a good thing. Cause yeah. I love my nuts, and they're sort yeah. of vital to my sort of diet. <laughs> but I know that now on planes, they're very you know because oh, yeah, they're usually yeah. one of the main snacks. Even on trains, yeah. they come round with a drink and peanuts. That's it. You used to open a little tin and you yeah, get exactly. all the dust in the air. Yeah. Whereas now they're like you have to tell them if yeah. you've got an allergy to peanuts because if it's that bad, you know the circulation. A bit like you're saying with the air fresheners, it can set you off. That can set a lot of people off. Absolutely. Yeah, it can. It's, it's crazy. You think. <clears throat> Even if they told you, don't open a packet of peanuts, the amount of things that peanuts yeah. and nuts are in. It's, yeah, the oils as well. And, and yeah. the amount of uh, free from foods now that, that have peanut oil. Yeah, yes. peanut oil is a supplement. So that's quite, uh, it's quite annoying. Yes. And um, when you go to the local cafes, they make homemade cakes and, and they always ask, do they have nuts? And they can never tell me for some reason, they never know. Well, some that, do, obviously, but some don't. Yeah. See that you can't even. It's probably a good thing for my diet though, it's not the time. It's probably a good thing. No, but it's very difficult because obviously, you know, I've got a load of intolerances mm. and allergies. And when you go into restaurants and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And then you eat it and you're ill. Mm. And for me, it might not be instant and I don't like drop dead, but mm. my throat can start closing up yeah. a few hours down the line or my stomach starts or whatever. And then you're thinking, I can't go back to that restaurant. No. Because they, they said it was fine and it's not. Yeah. And then you feel conscious and you don't want to go out and you know, we've been out a few times and you've you've always asked and, yeah. but you're always yeah. like, Oh I don't you know, feel a bit <laughs> embarrassed but you shouldn't we shouldn't feel embarrassed by asking. Yeah, I know. It's... We've got a right to ask and oh, they yeah. should be able to tell us. Yeah. And America's massive, you know, they're very with it over there, they get out the book and they show you and in Frankie and Benny's and more sort of mm. American chains yeah. and tight restaurants, they're sort of picking more upon that now and bringing it into this country. And you know, my family they have a their own bistro, and we are very you know sort of funny about it. We even ask people when they sort of come to the till, is there anything? Yeah. And give them the book, even if they don't sort of come across like they have one. We we mm. do make sure that 
they do notify us if they do have anything because they know what I'm like, mm. they know all the problems that I have and they want to make sure that no one is affected. And you know, people have died from getting takeouts oh, and yeah. things and yeah. being lied to. And Life-changing things in yeah, some cases. It's, it's not a funny business. <clears throat> and no. We've got into this society where people, have, quite a few people have gone gluten-free or mm. they try going vegan or whatever. And so they do it as a bit of a fad, and waiters probably don't take people who say, "Oh, I need it gluten free." Yeah. Seriously, yeah. and that's what is a bit of a issue there. Yeah, I think peanuts is like the the first sort of one that came out. Yeah. Because um, people take that more seriously, I think, than things like gluten these days. It's, yes. it's bad. Sure to get the same. Yeah. Um, but I noticed it's more of a panic when you say it's insane peanuts. I was like, "Oh God, is it is it because you're allergic?" Yes. But we say it's like oh gluten free, like oh what you know, yeah, not as, <coughs> yeah, yeah, not as bothered by the sounds of it, but yeah. not all cases. Some people do. No, but, I mean, yeah. like I said, a lot of restaurants are picking up on it now, and they are a bit a lot better. And I think what's I mean, I used to isolate myself a lot because I was very embarrassed by going in and mm. saying can't have dairy, can't have wheat, can't have gluten, not good with oils, and they just look at you, look at you, quite skinny. Oh, she's just being fussy and then oh. they would just ignore me whereas now I've got a few sort of areas that I know I can go to and I'm sometimes naughty I'm not saying I'm always good <laughs> but they know me and they'll cook my you know rice and vegetables with water no oil they get it they understand it and we have no issues yeah but it's just getting to that point because you know everyone wants to have pizza everyone wants <laughs> yeah, to have I know, chips I know. It's not, so, it's not, yeah, it's so, it's not that good when they, they don't, um, you know, allow you to have that sort of stuff, because yeah. they don't make the alternative or whatever, or, Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But like you say, from a lot of the free-from foods, mm. I mean, you're lucky that you don't, you're not intolerant to wheat or anything like that, yeah. but a lot of it is supplemented with nuts or... Yeah, or wheat. Not, it's like, it's like a guy goes to chocolates today, you know, and yeah. <laughs> I thought because it was in the free-from section, it'd be yeah. safe, but no. Yeah, we looked on the back and it's yeah. like milk in it yeah. and oats and... That's what they do. They put like, oh, it's free from, but they yeah. forget to say it's free from gluten, wheat, yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, they can't have soy, and mm. they put soy. Again, I, I have quite a lot of soy products for my protein, and um, like Alpro and everything like that. But quite a lot of people who have got like Lyme disease or autoimmune diseases can't have soy because it's like quite processed uh, as well like, so yeah, yeah. that makes it very difficult because it might say it's like free from milk but it's got soy in it uh -huh. and they can't have that so yeah the free from range is expanding mm. and to a great length but there is still areas where and I mean it, it's so difficult because how can they cater for everything yeah, and everybody yeah, it's hard. but for people who do have allergies it makes it hard going out and about or if I was on the day out to try and find food is a nightmare and you can you go on a trip out and you just you're just conscious because you're just like oh i can't just bob in and get a sandwich no yeah it's not, it's not as easy as that so yeah <clears throat> it's like saying from countries to countries you can't oh. know what's um you know you don't speak no. the language you don't know what well i have to print out yeah they try and decode the language on google and do google translation which is not always right mm. But, you know, you go in with your piece of paper and it's like, I can't have all these. And they just sort of look at it. And especially when you go to, like, these Mediterranean countries mm. that cook everything in oil and you say no oil and they just, like, look at you like, 
are you a freak? Are oh. you, is there something wrong with you? And then they'll bring it out, cooked in water, and then bring the olive oil with it, thinking that I want to top it with oil still. Yeah, yeah. They don't quite get it, get but it, yeah. um, no, it makes it very diff difficult. And like you say, sometimes you don't always, especially with oil, it's you can't always tell. My mum sort of goes around the dish, and if it's sticky, she can tell it's oil, but mm. it sometimes just looks like it's water because even water glistens. Yeah. So you yeah. think, oh, it's fine, it's, it's fine. Not. Yeah. It's not till afterwards. Oh. Yeah. And oils are worse for me, it really does close my throat, but I think mm. it's because it's so processed now. It's so Yeah, it's synthetic, it's not yeah. natural anyway. Yeah. So, what oils are you used to that are more safer? Is it plant based ones or? Coconut oil, because yeah. sort of just about tolerate but even yeah. that closes my throat up um the worst is like palm oil rapeseed vegetable oil and sunflower mm. they're the worst and of course they're what's in most things yeah um a lot of restaurants they don't realize that there's gluten in the oil as well yeah, yeah. so a lot of restaurants now if they say that it's a it's a vegan range mm. they don't have sort of the dairy and the gluten in the oils so that helps because that's like an extra yeah. added effect taken out of the badness if you get me um, but yeah it makes it very difficult it does make it difficult I think the other thing as well um, especially with peanuts and obviously oils with yourself is when you go to a restaurant you say you don't need this oil you cook it in a pan that's already been cooked with something with it in yes so I've had um, times I've actually done loads of peanuts and I go in and then end up having a slight reaction it's because they use the same frying pan from before they haven't they just literally put like a you know, like an oil that doesn't contain peanuts but the the thing they cooked before did so you yeah. still get the, the sort of remnants of it yeah like Chinese yeah yes because they don't they don't, they don't, they don't think, I think they just, just I don't know they think because I haven't cooked it with the stuff it'd be, be alright yes. or what I'm seeing now on the backs of labels mm -hmm. is it's it doesn't contain milk, but yeah. it was made in a yeah, factory with thing. milk. Yeah. So it's like, and yeah, they yeah. do it with nuts, don't they? I mean, they? if I literally was to go off that, I'll have after nothing to eat because everything says it. <laughs> oh, no. So, but yeah, it's only stuff that it contains it. It's just a cover, covered in the cell, basically, because yeah. yeah. you do have an action, you say, well, it did say here, it isn't it? Yeah. It does make me nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. But, have so. you found any sort of places that, you know, locally around you mm. that? you feel secure going to and it's yeah. a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, my local Chinese down the road. Yeah. Um, they know me as well, they all have a peanut allergy. So yeah. they always say it's just contain peanuts. Right. Um, so that's so good. That, that's good again because yeah. sometimes, it's, it's normally, I don't like to say it, but the sort of the higher class restaurants, Yeah. they kind of look at you and like, well, we're <coughs> making our dish this way. This yeah, is and they're very proud of their what the ingredients yeah, are. And, yeah, and I'm all, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, take away from the dish. I just don't want to be poorly. So when you, you know, you go in and you get recognised, they know you. Yeah. They yeah. know that you're not being funny. You just, you want to eat. You're buying the food still. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's great. It makes you. Well, of course, the thing is, it opens up to more customers if they were to pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, words spread fast, don't they? Yeah. If you have one person who has a bad experience because they haven't, yes. you know, taken out the peanuts, they don't have an option where they don't have that. Yeah. Uh, or the same with yourself as well. You don't have options where you can actually eat there. You know. Yeah. Um, obviously, you'll pass on to someone else, and eventually they will, you know. Yeah. You've got about half your customers, sort of thing. So, yeah. especially this day and age, where there's a lot of things being recognised, and yes, there's always intolerances coming up. There is. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of a thing, but maybe it's because so much processed stuff is actually causing all this. I think so, like, you say, like, when I have processed food, I'm always worse, because yeah. I can tell. But with all these chronic diseases and mm. chronic illnesses where their immune system's so suppressed, yeah. the body's just so confused. It doesn't know what's toxic, yeah. what isn't. And I think that's what makes it difficult as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's just a shift in society in, in a whole, but allergies worldwide are just growing. And I know at Halloween, I always try and get sort of free from yeah. sweets. The naked and, ones. Used to, yes. Yeah. And they always go first, even yeah. the children who don't have allergies. Yeah. But I always put like a, a pumpkin outside that have painted teal oh. because that shows that you've got allergy-free treats. Right, I didn't know that. Because I didn't want children, because I always used to be the person that would like go to the door and, you know, miss out because mm. they can't have the sweets, it, you know. Mm. That's soul destroying. It's part of growing up, going trick or treating, and being with your friends. So I never want anyone to miss out or, you know, feel like they've gone home when they've all they've got is apples and everybody yeah, else yeah. has got sweets. Yeah. So for me, because I've been there and I can, I know how it feels. Mm. I'd never want someone else to feel like that. And the same at Christmas, I always try and add to my blog any sort of treats that I find or Christmas puddings that they've made. Mm. mince pies that people can buy that they might not be able to have the real deal but they can sit down with their family and feel like they're having the same without being different because yeah. it's a big thing it's oh a, it is, it's, it's a, huge, yeah like Easter, family thing, Easter eggs mm. you know, free from yeah they have a great section but there's still some people that might not be able to tolerate the free from stuff. That's it, because like, like I say before, the supplements and that sort of thing. Yeah, and like oils are still in yeah. it to make it up and things like that. So it's trying to think of ways that people still don't feel like they've missed out. Yeah. But included in the family time as well. Yeah. Because exactly. food's a massive part of our culture. Oh, well, it's, every yeah. culture. Oh, yeah, of course, it's a gathering. You know, it's, yeah. it's, everyone sits at a table. Not much, much these days, I don't think. But, yeah. And, um, you know, talk about your day, rush have your, have your meal. But exactly, it's, yeah. So it's very important to get yes. it right. I did hear that apparently if you have a small amount of peanuts a day, you can actually build up a resistance to it. Because really? your body gets like, yeah. used to it. Um, but it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, no. Like, I remember when I had my allergy tests testing done and they have to push you and push you and push you and you get like injected mm. with another load and they see how far you can reach like how intolerant you are to it and with oil wheat and milk they couldn't find an end point and it right. got to the point where like I was forgetting I didn't know where I was I was falling backwards I was being stabbed by razor blades mm. my, I couldn't see I felt sick I was in pain that they just were like, oh, we can't go anymore. Like, yeah, there's dangerous. no, there's no end point. Yeah. We've got to stop. Mm. And I think that was kind of for me. I was like, no, I'm not making it up. Like, my intolerances mm. are quite serious. And for my parents as well, because at first I think they thought oh, she's just being fussy. It's just a bit of stomachache, and oh, she's just got a rash. It's not a big deal. Mm. But. Like my mum was with me when I went through all this and she, like she was upset physically yeah. watching me because she's like, I can't see you in this much pain. Um, and like obviously when I have oil, my throat sort of comes up and I can't make that happen. No, no. And when the doctors are like, oh, you know, I think you'll be fine. It's like, no, I know I'm not going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have like an EpiPen for yourself? I don't. No. no. they wouldn't. Well, I think Breakspear 
they gave me histamine mm. injections mm. that I do have in my freezer in case of an yeah. emergency. Yeah. And again, histamine, you wouldn't think it, but contains milk powder, oh. the tablets. Yeah. So you have to have um, the syrup or the spray, yeah. but the syrup has sugars, which mm. you know I'm not good with sugars either. So it makes it very difficult, but I do have to have regular like shots of histamine if, if I go like above yeah. what I should. Um, which again, you learn to manage it, it's not ideal. That's it, yeah, it, just, it comes to your life, doesn't um, it? It comes to your day-to-day thing. Yeah. You don't think of anything else, you, do, you just sort of do it. It's yeah. like I take protein every day in the summer. For your hay fever. Yeah, and for peanut allergies, because yeah. all the, all the um, pen is just a massive shot of pyrrhosis, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you take it before, it kind of, obviously, Comes on. help it easier. Yeah. So. Like you say, you just it becomes automatic, it becomes second nature, and I think when you first sort of get diagnosed with these things, and it's like your whole world's falling mm. apart, because for me, it's like all my favourite foods, and I was like... Mm well, what am I going to eat? Like, yeah. how am I going to live? Like, I go for cake every Saturday. Yeah. I go for pizza every weekend and yeah. ice cream Sundays in the summer. And it's like, what am I going to do? But yeah. you learn to adapt. You, you know, you've got your sorbets and now like vegan ice creams are coming on leaps and bounds and they taste quite like normal ice creams. And like we're saying, restaurants are a lot better. They're bringing out new ranges and different things. And you, you do, you learn to live with it. It's not always easy. Sometimes it is hard watching your friends and family, or like yeah, you say, you go yeah. to the restaurant and you feel a bit embarrassed when you're ordering like rice and veg. You know, it's not very exciting, but you learn to deal with mm. it and it just becomes second. I think nature. the thing, just still with your friends and family having dinner. It doesn't matter what you're eating, as long as you're with them having a good time. That's, that's it. That's I think you have to appreciate that. And mm. You do. You. You feel silly for all the years that you took for granted mm. going out and eating normally and eating cake, but then you think, oh my god, like this coffee is the the best thing. It's made my day, but the little things become such like highlights yeah. and yeah. such major things. But I think it makes you a better person. Yeah, if you appreciate. Yeah, and then like you say, like none of us know what's like round the corner. We need mm. to live for now, and I think. I'm sort of at that stage now. I've, I've had the few years of being diagnosed. I was really, really careful. Um, my health isn't great at the minute. And I'm just like, no, I actually want to just live life. Like, mm. I just really just want to just live in the moment because I don't know what's, yeah. what's around the corner. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to be going out doing whatever while I still can. Mm. And we should all be like that. Absolutely, yeah. We should all just you know, live the moment and uh, yeah. enjoy what we want to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I'm my worst worst enemy because I'll push myself and think yes I'm living life great perfect and then the next day I'm in like bed and like I don't want to move but yeah. at the yeah. time it was great yeah, so, absolutely yeah but we'll go on to your music and work life because <coughs> fantastic I, because I think your music's amazing and a massive big oh, part thank you. <laughs> a big part of you it is yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a part of your identity no, it's really. life. yeah yeah. Um, well, I started playing piano when I was six. My mum took me to a um, a piano shop on Whitegate Drive, which uh, was where I had my first lesson. It's yeah. not there anymore now. It's a subway, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I still pop in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I learned to play there, and uh, I just loved it ever since. Really, yeah. I just always you know loved playing music. My great grand used to play for the silent films. I used to play for the cool. cinemas, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, she, she really enjoyed that, and it's passed down the family, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, piano's my main instrument. Um, I studied that for years, and I picked up guitar, taught myself that. I taught myself bass That's after that. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's good fun. YouTube Gosh. really helped with that. Yeah, <laughs> That's what she YouTube's amazing. And, um, but the thing was, I've had dyslexia as well. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's the main sort of thing I've got. I know, uh, but this fascinates me because, of course, you were saying, like, you know, I, I don't read music, I, I listen to the sounds, and that. I'm thinking, how the heck do you do that? Oh, uh, yeah, play, I play by ear, so, yeah. so I can't start read. Like, I can, but it takes me ages to do it. Because um, my brain can't really process reading the notes in the paper and then playing yeah. it at the same time. Yeah. I have to read it, think about it, then play it. Uh, always people just sight read and just play a piece out straight away. So uh, my way around that is by listening to the tones of the music yes. and playing them straight away without having the music. So I'm sort of doing it for my ears rather than for my eyes. <laughs> I think that's incredible. So, it's a bit like when people are blind though, you have the yeah, you get, you, you get, get senses, heightened. Yeah. But that is just because, like, obviously when we talk or whatever and we message and I feel like I make more spelling mistakes than you do. You you write better than I do and I'm only like borderline dyslexia but you've had it really, really hard yeah. and you know, you've done a masters and Yeah, well, it was, it was just, hard. <laughs> it was hard but you've done it. Yeah, that's, and that's an amazing achievement. <laughs> it really is. Um yeah it was it was a music masters, so yeah. that was really helpful. Um, it, was, it was mostly practical as well. There's a few essays you had to do, it was quite hard, but um, had a great support from a tutor. It was yes. really, really good. He helped me through that a lot. Which is which is a big thing. Yeah, you need that yeah. support. And you, um, yeah, so that really helped. And uh, at Lancaster, when I did my degree, I had a great support tutor. Um, right. And yeah. he, he was dyslexic himself, actually. And so he helped me with his ways of doing things. Yes. And I still actually went to see him after. I left university, I just yeah. wanted to pop around and oh, see him. Oh, that's good. So yeah. I'll probably want to see him soon again, actually. Yeah. Like, see him for um, yeah. So yeah, I've always had good support with that sort of thing. But uh, there's always creative way around to doing things. Um, well, I think it's quite quite special, actually, to have dyslexia, because you see the world in such, like you say, a creative way, yeah. and you have a lot more common sense, and I think yeah. that's what more people in the world need. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because sometimes <laughs> people are book smart, but common sense wise you've got such idea yeah. <clears throat> and it's all about sort of working with your hands and being practical I think yeah. in this day and age and like you say if you've got the personality you've got the creativity I think that's worth so much and you can oh, bring thanks. so much to the table <laughs> oh thank you yeah. no I think it's I think it's great well I write music for this for the company I work with yeah and um, I think playing by it helps because I get the song in my head and then I can work it out straight away from hearing my head to onto the onto the piano, yes. which is a good way to do it. Yes. Um, so, but I've been there. I entered a competition years ago for Sibelius. It's a it's a program used for writing music on the computer, and um, I got voted um, highly commended by Harry Gregson Williams and the guy who wrote the music for the Lana Mitchell and the Wardrobe and wow. uh, and uh, Shrek and um, Howard Goodall, who wrote the theme tune for Vicar Dibley and that sort of thing. And, Wow. Red Dwarf, that sort of thing. So they they listened to my music, actually voted for me to to come to win. That's crazy. And I think they came third place in the competition. It was it was a um, European one as well. See. So, there you go. <laughs> that was, you did I so was, much. Um, Fifteen at that time, and the one um, wow. European composer competition last ten as well. Um, that was that was quite a big lift. Definitely. So my mum's a very supportive over that as well. She's yes. really driven me to keep going with composing and 
Definitely, the yeah. So that's really and again, that's a big thing when you've got your family <coughs> support. Like you said, you've had good tutors. Like my brother's quite dyslexic as well, mm. and he struggled. And at first, the first school he went to, he didn't have that support. And if he'd have stayed there, he wouldn't he wouldn't have passed his GCSEs. Yeah. But you know, he came to the local school, and they were you know had the teacher, an extra teacher at the back of the classroom. He got extra help with his sort of studies and his homework. And he did fantastic, and like you say, I think that's it is key when you've got someone believing in you that you can do it, mm. and that it's not an obstacle and it's not something that you know is going to affect your grades or anything like that. There's ways around it, and like you say, very creative, common sense plays a big part. And I think you just sometimes need that push of belief and support, and you can take on the world. I think that's it. Yeah, if people believe in you, that's the main thing. Yeah. Because I mean, <clears throat> um, had a few teachers in the past who said I won't get to college, actually. Oh, it's um, crazy. And, uh, teachers one, shouldn't say that. I know, it was, it was yeah, horrible. Um, there was one time I was taking my A-levels in music, and uh, when I do my exams, I have to have like an A3 sheet of paper. Right. Um, this is basically no one was okay for a buckler, yeah. I have an A3 buckler as blue. Um, right. And I was meant to have a separate room for this. And they didn't have a separate room, so I got put with everyone else. And then the the lady came to the door and said, "Is Adam Simpson here?" And then she yeah. said, "You've got this is for him." And she went like that, and everyone looked at it. And I was like, "Oh no, how embarrassing oh. is this?" And then she flopped it down on the table. And I heard people like talking in the background under the breath yeah. and that sort of thing. I, thought, I felt really. Ill. And then I actually didn't do well on the exam after that because I just got so embarrassed. No. And you shouldn't be because. Yeah. You know, like Winston Churchill and, and and big people in history. Richard Branson is dyslexic. He's, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, someone to do his. his uh, I heard. I guess they get someone to his accountancy for him. Yes, do his maths yeah. and sums because he can't yeah. do maths very well. Well, one of my dad's best friends, who's he does very well in business. Yeah. He's dyslexic, can't mm. read or write, mm. and he's he's amazing. Like yeah. he does, he runs a number of different businesses. Because so. you find creative ways around to do it. Exactly, and yeah. I think sometimes it's actually quite good to be the underdog and mm. the one that has to step down because you work harder, you push yourself, that motivation is there, that drive is there and mm. the ambition to prove everybody wrong, A, and B, just to succeed. Yeah. Um, so I think really it's actually quite quite a big thing to be sort of dyslexic. Oh, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's like a gift, I think. Actually. I think it's, the other thing is actually it's bad, but I think it's no, good. No, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I think people a lot of people dyslexic it to certain degrees. So uh, yeah, like think... really low, but that's it's actually up in everyone, I guess. But yeah, it's just different degrees, and some people just more than others. <clears throat> I think. Like I'm rubbish at spelling and reading, and mm. I, I used to hate reading. And my mum, I gave her hell because I'd always cry when we come at home, like to, yeah. to do homework yeah. because I was always like. A few key stages behind everybody else. And yeah, I used I to hate to. reading. Yeah. Used to stumble on my words, and then once I'd stumbled, like I get through a sentence, stumble, and then that threw me off, and then that was it for the rest of the reading yeah, period for that it. night. I couldn't like regain myself. My confidence yeah. was gone. I used to hate reading out in class. Yeah. Because I didn't can you read chapter two when yes. it was like been a half an hour since so I started. Yeah. Another thing is um. This like a reading and writing sort of education pack called GIN. Don't remember at all. We were in primary school. Right. And I was stuck in like level three and four, and everyone was on like seven and eight. I was yeah. always behind, but I never got any support at that point. And as much as we try to try and uh, 
you know, give me extra help and just didn't, they didn't yeah. believe in dyslexia and that sort of thing and they wouldn't okay. help fund because my mum had to actually say we actually get me tested for dyslexia herself. She went down yeah. to the, <clears throat> the school in, in St. Anne's who do it and um, yeah, I came back with um, yeah, quite severe dyslexia. So It's, it's just... But, the, but they said me, um, was it, the, the school we could work things out was quite high. Um, yeah. So, and, but the thing that made my mum smile was um, the person who did it said, oh, when he goes to university, he'll, he'll be able to do this. And she said, oh, what university, really? She said, oh. Yeah, because the teachers didn't think I'd be made to college. So I was like behind. It's always good to prove them wrong. Yeah, so I feel like, no, I'm here with the degree, yeah. a master's and a teaching degree. Yes, so, exactly. You know, so it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> so I always feel good when I go back to the school sometimes. And, you know, cause, it's punch, where, it? Yeah, because where I volunteer now, some of the teachers are actually there from my old school. And they're yeah. quite shocked to see me there, which is quite nice. Do they say anything though? No, they don't say anything. <laughs> they're like, yeah. I bet. Yeah. It's like, eat your words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very shocked. Oh. But that's all I like doing. <laughs> yeah, but that, you know, that's a confidence for you because like you say, when you're mm. in class and you struggle to read, for me, I knew that I couldn't spell and my mum was very good. She, we used to have spelling tests and mm. we'd learn and I'd have to really, really work at learning them because I really wanted to get 20 out of 20. But again, I wasn't very confident, so my school writing was always really small, like you could barely see it. And I think that was a confidence thing, because mm. I didn't want people to actually read my work. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the same. Yeah. And pick up that I'd spelt this wrong, spelt yeah. that, if they thought the A looked like an E, maybe it wasn't, you know. And I think my mum was like, you can't read this writing, still to this day, she's like, I can't read your writing, but I think it is yeah. a big confidence thing. Oh, it is. Yeah. And like you say, through time and getting over those barriers and the walls coming down and finding ways around it and like drilling holes in the wall so to speak you build your confidence up and you sort of I don't know you start to shake things off like that that used to get to you doesn't really you know that you're better than that you know you can find a way around it so anything that they ever said to you or would say to you now doesn't affect you. I think it's a bit of a drive. If someone says you can't do something, you tend to try and do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. That's, That's true. Um, so, but it sometimes helps, but it is a bit soul-destroying when people like saying, you know. Oh, definitely. You can't this, you can't do that. When you can really, it just takes you longer. That's all. But you're at that age as well where you're influenced and you look mm. up to your elders and, you know, your teachers, your parents, they're the people in your life that, kind of like God sort yeah, of thing yeah. you think oh my gosh they know they've lived life they're you know they're the top of the game and you take what they say yeah literally yeah and people forget that words take seconds to say but they're scars for life mm. and people aren't don't always use them in the right way no no so but I always say people who have a go at you who've got problems themselves and it's just uh, yes. showing their weaknesses well it's a bit like bring you down. with bullies isn't yeah, it exactly. they're the cowards yeah. really yeah. but they try and pull yeah, to you make down. themselves feel better because, yeah so I sort of see that now when someone says it to me I sort of think well maybe your life isn't that good maybe that's why you're yes. doing this sort of thing to me so yeah. then it sort of doesn't affect you as much plus the fact they'll look at you and <clears> think <throat> of how successful you are and how you're growing and you you don't stop either. You're always improving. You're always looking at ways to improve, which is again a big thing because 
a lot of people can just settle. And, yeah, that's it. Uh, but you've got that amb ambition to keep improving oh, and growing, so that's a big thing as well. well. I'll try to. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the commissions have got quite good with the company with me. Last year I, was, I wrote music for the RF Gala yes. in London. And it was played in the Drury Lane Theatre. actually played in the old auditorium. I was like, wow, this is quite cool. Yeah. So I was really taken back with that. Life, lifetime moment. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a goal. It was like a little yeah. lifetime goal to have it played in the theatre. Yeah. Anywhere, but to have it played there, it was like it was more than everything. Yeah, it was everything. It's great. Yeah. I was so lucky to get that commission. Really. Yes. Yeah. But again, that you've had sort of a taste of that now, so you know we yeah, can do it. Yeah, they were more. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, they'll probably do bigger things now. Yeah, but you see, when people put you down as well, they're normally the people that sort of settle. So when they see you keeping pushing and keeping doing well, and sometimes you get upset because they're jealous comments and they can... Yeah, they can hurt you. Hurt you, but then you yeah. think, well, what are you doing? So yeah. then... Yeah, exactly. You yeah. kind of have to think back. No, I'm not the one in the wrong. Yeah. And that's sometimes hard to do as well. It is, yeah, it is absolutely, and I think dyslexia is like a weakness, and they know I've got dyslexia, so they sort of use that as like a yeah a way in, but it doesn't bother me anymore, really, because I've been, you know, I've had teachers tell me we should do stuff, you know, so it doesn't, I've sort of grown a, a thick skin to yeah. dyslexia, and people tell me, you know, that I can't do things. Yes. Um, so it doesn't bother me anymore because I know I can do things, I've, I've proved exactly. that many times. Well, yeah, definitely. I've done many different things as well on top of that, you know. So it's not really a, a thing that bothers me when people say it to me. But I think it, there'll be a come a time where yeah. people see dyslexia and they won't see it as a setback. They'll see it as a step forward. Yeah, they're probably jealous. I've got dyslexia. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they'll will think, oh my gosh, I've not got that creative mind that oh. I, I want to have. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think again, it's a bit like society. There'll be a big shift probably mm. with it over time it does take many years and sometimes it's hard because the first people have to take a lot of rubbish while yeah. people are very harsh it, a bit like cancer or any diseases oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. you know they go through a hard time with getting people to recognise yeah. Yeah. yeah on board research yeah. whatever and then when it takes off and it's massive Everyone, and yeah. you've got all these supporters and charity events and goodness knows what yeah. and then it's it's just recognised and accepted and there's supporters there and it's like nothing, it's just second nature. So I think I think there'll become a time when that's the same for dyslexia, I really do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but I well, think it's a, a good thing, not a bad thing. Oh, really? <laughs> thank you for that. No. So um, I've got a few goals for the future. Um, yes. It's to continue with my music and try and do bigger things with it. Yeah. Um, I'm in a band at the moment. You and, are. Yes. Uh, which we're uh, last tourist. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to get a few gigs sorted out. So um, that's going good. It's a bit of practice. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to that. And um, I think just doing more things for myself as well. Um, yeah. It's a big thing because we, we yes. both do a lot of things for the people, don't we? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We rarely have enough time for ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So I think a bit of me time. And, well, you yeah. were like Carer of the Year at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah. Which Care is amazing. <laughs> so there you go. So, but yeah. yeah, you should take more time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think because then it builds your strength up so you can help other people again. Yes. It's, it's like a regeneration yeah. thing. But I think it's very, very difficult because I think it's in your DNA to always yeah. put other people first. So when yeah. someone says you need to think of yourself, even just like sitting down and watching a movie instead of maybe doing a bit of work, you think, 
being selfish here. Like, this yeah. isn't right. And yeah. you're like, I know I need to do something. And you can't yeah. sit still. You can't relax because you're now like, I can't enjoy this. Another thing is when I'm watching TV, because I work in media as well, I listen to how they record certain things. And it's like watching a video back as yes. it works. So even when I watch films, I can't be relaxed. Yeah. My ears are listening to things that they've done. And yeah. I'm trying to you know, work out how I can copy the techniques and stuff. You, know? and you don't switch off, do you? No, you I don't. think that, that's what makes it difficult. Like, I can't read a book. So. No. <laughs> well, the camera took me a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do the same. I'm like, right, I'm just going to have an hour to myself for my coffee. But then I'm answering emails, so I've yeah, not really yeah. switched off. I think the other thing is everything's on phones these days. Yeah. So as soon as you get a buzzer, yeah, it's yeah. easy. With a computer, you can turn it off, you can yes. leave it, you can shut that door, leave the room, and then shoot you. But because your phone's attached to your hip all the time now, and it's yes. buzzing constantly, emails this, notifications that, also, phone calls here, texts, and all that. But I know you do do quite a bit of work outside, but we're at home as well. We work from home. Yeah. So. <laughs> I always feel like I'm off yeah, because I've been at home all day. Because yeah, you say you, do, you don't really come home from work, do you? Yeah, no. You don't. You know, especially if you work in the same room that you have your spare time yes. in. It's a bit, you know, I try and keep everything in the back room downstairs because I don't, I don't really go in there and watch out you know, after, yeah. after I've finished working. You know. um, yes. So, and I purposely leave it a bit messy so it's encouraging to sit in there for a long period of time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yeah. actual seats in there other than my seat to do the work on. Yes. Um, yeah, so they try and keep a bed in for sleep. Yeah. Because that's that's the way around it. Is just keep room for what they're meant to be for. Yes. Because <laughs> otherwise you just you can't sleep in the room that you normally do work in because your yeah. brain's thinking not at work. I think as well, like you say, with everything on your phones and everything's worldwide, mm. and with the work that I do, charity work, everyone's around the world with different time zones. Yes. Yeah. So they start emailing through or messaging mm. through when we're having our downtime at dinner time trying to get ready for bed and you feel like you're starting again so yeah you might have said right at four o'clock this is the end of my day it's not really been the end of the day because you no. started again and yeah. trying to say no I will not yeah, answer yeah because you think oh my god that person needs me there and there's always a reason why yeah. you need to do that job or yeah. I can't leave it till tomorrow because I've got this, that and the other. It's a pleasure in mind because you, you, know, you say no sometimes you might think, oh, what if, what if they've caused this person harm or they've yes. upset now. Or, but I think you've got to take yourself, you've got to listen to yourself and your body and what it's saying yes. to you and listen to it because if it's saying you need to rest, you need to rest. Because like I said before, you can't... I'm not very good at that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But when you, you know... Because then you, you can't help other people. I say you can't help yes. other people, I'm sure you can help yourself first. Well, you're exhausted, yeah. and if you're exhausted, how have you got the energy? Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. um, imagine like a fire engine. The fire engine's got to go back to fill up with water before it can go and put fires out. Good way of seeing it. So, you yeah. know, you can't, you can't just turn empty, can it? Yes. So, yeah, even now, it's time just to re yeah. regenerate itself and fill up. And also, when you become so engrossing with yeah. your work and what you do, you forget the life that you're supposed to be living and what mm. makes you happy and spending time on you. And I think that's a big thing, like like we were saying with like health and things, none of us know what's around the corner, so we need to like live for now. And not go silly, but... No, no, but, yeah. Enjoy, yeah, yeah. ourselves, and, yeah. you know, spend time with family, spend time with friends, because we just don't know. So mm. I think that's a big, you know, there's all about working and... You know, helping other people and trying to earn a living and everything like that. But there's a balance, and finding that balance is so hard. And mm. 
I'm not a very good example of this. No. I'm trying, I'm working on it as a daily, mm. like something that I'm trying to work on daily, but yeah, I think finding the right balance is very, very difficult. Absolutely. Especially yeah. when it's in our DNA to be yeah. for other people. Because it helps your mind as well, you know, if you're yeah. balanced. Because you're not, you're not as stressed. Yeah. And you can, you can breathe, because stress is a main problem with people who yes. care about other people too much. Yes. Because you're constantly thinking about them. You gotta yes. think, well, do they think about you sometimes as well? Exactly, and yes. Most of the time, not as much as you think about them. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I got to care of the, of the year award, I was literally caring for this person every yes. single day. And actually, my life changed because of that, that reason. You know, yeah. I, I was living for that person, I wasn't living for myself. That really drained yes. me. Um, so, you know, it's the things that you gotta look back on and think, well, what can I do differently? And it's, it's awful because you think, oh my gosh, there's all that time I could have been doing things for me, but at the same time you've learned that lesson mm. and then that's when you realise, no, I'm, I'm not having mm. one-way friendships, I'm not having one-way relationships, yeah. it's got to be two-way. Yeah. And sometimes when you back off, that other person gets defensive because they are so used to you doing everything for mm. them and they take advantage of it. And at the start they might not have taken advantage of it, but then it becomes automatic. Yeah. And I think because they take for granted, don't they? Yeah. They, don't, they don't think about you as a person. They think, oh, you just you can you do it every day, so it's not a problem to you. Yes. Well, actually, it's like it's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you start to slip your standards, they notice. Yes, exactly. And they say, well, what are you doing? Yeah. And they put the guilt on you, and then you become well. Yeah. To blame yourself, the guilt starts, the self-loathing starts. You drop your confidence because you like you think that you're not living up to mm. their expectations, or you're a letdown in life, and all these negative things yeah. come into your mind, and they're not reality. But no. it's uh, very difficult to. And if you're with someone who is a bit, um, you know, not very nice, yeah, they sometimes play on that and make you feel bad, yes. just to make themselves feel better as well. And then you try harder to to impress them. Yes. And then there's actually no end of how much you can do to impress them because they'll never be impressed by doing it basically so you chase them all the time yes and, which is um, hard and yeah. I think you have to come across a few people and go through that experience yeah. a few times to actually find decent people yeah, yeah. and realise yourself oh my god it was wrong mm. because like with anything you can't see it when you're in it it's only when you step back yeah. or you've got family telling you it's wrong but like you say, it's just in your DNA just to be a giver all the yeah. time. And even though you think, oh, you know, it would be nice if they gave something back, you don't feel worthy of it. No, exactly. As well. Yeah. Um, and like we've yeah. both had quite a few setbacks in our lives that's knocked our confidence, and that's made us that way. And probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's that's why we care about what other people as well because we know it's like yeah. to be hurt yes. from people, so we, we try not to do it back to the other people. Yeah. Because it's just, um, we don't know how wrong it is. Yeah, and there's sometimes when I think, oh, I've said something, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did I say the right thing? Have I, have I hurt them? Have I... And they've like walked away and not even thought twice about yeah, it. Exactly. But I'm like replaying yeah. it in my mind because I'm like, oh my gosh, if someone said that to me, would I come back and feel upset about it? Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't think like that, and not everybody's wired like we are, but it, you know, it yeah. is very hard. Yeah. It's very mostly draining as well. Like, yes. Sometimes when I go to big open spaces with lots of people there, I feel really drained. And I yes. don't know why that is sometimes. There's, a, there's just so many energies around with different people, like you sort of Maybe, bounce off them. Yeah. And it sort of make you tired that way. Yeah, I always find it hard when we go out with a big, big group. Mm. And 
I've got to the point now I'll sit at the end of the table because I struggle with too many conversations. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's it like you say, it's draining. So if I've just got a couple of people, I can listen. Mm. But it's not like you're sat in the middle of the table and you're trying to sort of look both ways, listen to what everyone else, and make the conversation almost because you're like in the middle, like giving yeah. it out. Yeah. So I always sit towards the end of the table because I find it really, really difficult. Oh, I'll, try, I'll try that actually. Yeah. Unless it's a round table, then you're a bit stuffed, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's what I sort of try to do now. The thing I do, I think it's part of my dyslexia, but when I'm on the phone and someone says something to me whilst I'm on the phone, I can't hear the person on the phone, I listen to the person in the room, that really throws off. And almost this sort of habit, like when I'm on the phone to someone, yeah. she comes and says, oh, ask him about that, ask him about this, and I'm like, well, I can't hear what they're saying now oh, because the, no. the tension's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. quite, it's funny though, we laugh it off. Yeah. But, um, no, but it, yeah. it, it is, it's scary how just, but I, I think you realise when you go through the experiences of being out in big groups or through relationships or whatever, you, you think, oh my gosh, like you pick up warning signs and you think yeah, you all do. the years, the red flags and you've just ignored them exactly. all the time. I mean, it's good people telling you, but at the same time, it's not the same as experiencing yourself because you don't yes. have to listen to people who say, Yes. Don't do that. Don't do this. You think, well, why? Yeah. And you, they are right telling you because they've been through it themselves. But yes. it, it's more meaningful if you go for it because um, the emotions are there. They say that your mistakes are your biggest lessons, and mm. sometimes you have to go through the mistakes. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Look, we're quite young. Yes. I've gone through that. <laughs> yes. Being young. Yes. So. So you've got exciting times ahead then, yeah. especially with your band. That'll oh, be yeah. fun with the gigs. I've always wanted to play in the band. Yeah. I've had in the past. And there's been great fun, um, yes. but uni got in the way and stuff like that. We couldn't do anymore. We got both. We got busy with our lives. But this is the yes. first sort of band I've actually have. You know, yeah. Start to do things yes. for for ourselves, our own music. And that sort of for yourselves. Well. Yeah, for ourselves, which is yeah. the main thing. So um, yeah. yeah, I was finished off with a few tips. Yes, definitely. Yes. Um, so before we come back to asthma, is anyone out there with asthma? Yeah. Um, Best thing to do is just try and control it as much as you can. Um, pay attention to what your doctor say about your inhalers. Take your inhalers, yeah. Definitely take them. Um, asthma clinic, always pay attention to what they say. Because it yes. was a stage I didn't follow the rules as much and the asthma okay. got worse. But um, since taking my inhalers properly, it's always yes. helped. Um, peanut allergies, um, I learned the hard way again with this. Make sure you've got your <laughs> EpiPen on you all the time. Um, yeah. There were times I used to go out without it. Just, yeah. You forgot or just was a bit. Wants to live life, so, yeah. yeah, and be normal. Um, yeah, so I just yeah, always have it on you. Yeah, and uh, always take an antihistamine as well before yes. you go out eat somewhere that you think may have lots of it. And I think as well with things like asthma, mm. um, you have regular clinics, and sometimes maybe you might not get your appointment sent through, mm. or you might forget. So I think it's very important to set reminders in your calendar or ring them if they haven't sent out the letter and chase them up. Don't yeah. just leave it. Don't yeah, just think, don't just think oh, oh, I'm I okay. feel okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Always go back and check. Yes. Um, and that's a big thing because I think sometimes we fall into that security blanket when maybe we're going through a good phase and we think, oh, fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a real bad blip and it takes us longer to get out of it because we've... Yeah. Not been keeping up. There's, it's hard to build up that resistance yes. again. Yeah. And uh, we're getting to the stage now where the inhalers aren't actually strong enough. <laughs> so I'm actually oh, running out of strength yeah. inhalers because so I've got to really look after it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be an oxygen tank. 
rest no, of my life. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you know, if it comes to that at some point in my life, then it comes to it. But yeah. um, I'll never try and avoid it. Then exactly, and like best. you say, you, you you're doing everything you can with you know trying to do the exercise to yeah. build because that will strengthen everything as well. Because um, a lot of people just think I've got this, that's yeah. it. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And they just give up, and that's not the way to be. You've got to think of ways around it, and Absolutely. there's always ways around it. Oh, of course, there's always, there's always ways around it, especially this day and age of technology. And yes, and it's not about doing like a two hour swim session. No. It's literally like I'm trying to sort of get there with my yoga a bit more. Mm. It's like 10 minutes a day just stretching, yeah, simple things. It. It's not massive, dramatic changes. No, I do it twice a week for an hour at a time, two hours a week of that. And it's probably a bit more than the night exercise wise, but uh, at the moment it's, it's just enough until I build my ass for better. Um, but um, yeah, it's getting there. Uh, another tip with dyslexia this time is if you do have dyslexia and you feel a bit you know, put out by it, if you can't do anything, well, it's rubbish, you can do stuff, don't yes, listen to people. It. No. It's mainly because people have drummed it into you telling you you can't do it, not you believe you can't do it. Because you can do it, you just got to find a way around yes. doing it. It's um, it's finding the right support people who do believe in it and want to help you um you know and the, the people are out there to do that yes and i think it's a big thing for parents as well to be supportive of their children mm. if they can see them maybe struggling in certain areas maybe just do the test or yeah. just try it it might not be dyslexia but for peace of mind and if it means that your child can get support mm. through their early years then it's you know it's key really isn't it absolutely yeah if it starts start mm. early um but even if because when i was younger i was always having jumped into me i couldn't do stuff because yeah. of it was those people that later years that i realized i couldn't do stuff in the family's around yeah. so even if we've been jumped in from a young age you still you still can't yeah. do that you still can change and um, you've got to remember that people who are harsh to you mean mm. they're probably just jealous or oh, they, course, they yeah. know that you're very yeah. very talented and very creative and they don't want you to explore yeah, that. They don't, yeah, exactly. They're trying to try and stop you doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very sad. But it so. is sad, and society shouldn't be like this. And I say this all the time: people should be cheerleaders, yeah. and not people pulling everyone down all the time. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, there is a lot of people within my community, the health community anyway, um, who understand because they're going through like roughly the same things. They're cheerleaders, whereas hmm. people sort of outside of that, um, I don't know, they kind of put you down. They see yeah. you working at home and they just think yeah. you're lazy and you don't do anything. They spent a day in your home and saw what you did, they wouldn't say that anymore. Probably. I know, but it's. Yeah. It's just assumptions, it's, that's the main thing. It's assumptions that ruin everything. Yeah, but yeah. you'll think, oh, they're supposed to be my friends. Like, yeah, and then you yeah. feel like you can't go out with them or you can't explain what you're doing or be confident in what you're doing because you don't want that backlash or that yeah. upset again. So I think maybe really pouring your energy into the cheerleaders and taking it away from the people that are quite negative, yeah. even if you don't want to. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's hard. hard. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy. Because you always find there's one person who says bad things, and that ruins your whole day. You have five people yeah. saying nice things to you, and one person says bad things. That's that's it. It's ruined. Yeah. So you've got to, like, say, turn attention towards the people saying nice things. Yeah, and we live in quite a close knit community. Yeah. So for me, 
if I hear someone says something not so nice about me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have the confidence to go out. I don't have the confidence to go and sit somewhere that other people might have heard of that comment. And that that really affects me. And I yeah. st still to this day, I've not nailed it yet where I feel confident enough. I feel at peace and I can shake it off. I, hopefully one day I will and I'll be fine, but still, it's a work in progress. Yeah, well, it's the same way as well. My confidence been low. Yeah. It's so fair to go into shops sometimes because um, yeah. I'm tall and I've got, you know. Which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just dress like little dark clothes and people thought I was up no good. Yeah. I don't know why. So I always get that chase out of shops sometimes without even doing anything. They say, oh, can you get out, please? Like, yeah. That's crazy. Well, I went to one, one shop and the security guard said it can't be any, got to be over 18 with an adult in the shop. I was like, okay. Right. So, yeah. That's a new one. Yeah. But it's, again, people shouldn't be judge, judgmental. Know. We live in a diverse society. But like you say, it they don't realise the effects it has on you. And yeah. And it's not confidence. When I in shops now, I always get wary of security guards walking around yeah. closely behind me and thought, well, why are you doing that? You know, it's probably not opposed to the job, but because of the past, it's yeah. jumped into me that they are, you know, you see, thinking bad things about me. So. I get the same in the sense that I'm not always with it, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to knock into someone, am I going to knock something off the shelves? Oh, or, I had that. I'm going to so. make <laughs> myself a fool out of the, you know, going through the checkout on my own and something flag up. And oh, no. It's, it's these little it's, things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like it plays such a massive role. you know, because you yeah. can't, you're overthinking everything. The things, and worrying all, yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, when I get in the car and I bend forward from a back beyond show, it's like, <laughs> that's yeah. like dumb things like that, but they really do... Yeah. Your mind. You don't think about it. No, yeah. No, but thank you very much for sort of well, talking about Thank you for having me your... today, it's been great. Thank no, you. yeah, no, thank you so much because, like you said, you've covered a lot here and I think oh, yeah. you're ins inspirational because you're carrying on and. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you've, got, you've got so much like going on and creativity and everything that you do for everybody else and we should all take a leaf out of oh, you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. No, thank you so it's much. It's been great. I look hope to come back sometime as well. Yes, do definitely. Do some catch up and stuff. Different come, subjects. Come play your music on here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Bye.